The Old Pilot's Plain Tales Well Defined Our lives in aviation are defined by definitions, so that we all know exactly what we're talking about. Whether it be an instruction, an aircraft part, or perhaps a flying technique. None of us want to be misunderstood and put the speed brakes out instead of calling the galley for more coffee. So the last thing we want are words with more than one meaning, if you know what I mean. How on earth then do we have so many double entendres, innuendos, and that's my endo if you don't mind, in aviation? Some people might call them punny. But at the risk of using homophonous language, and before you write in, a homophone, or homophone, or, oh well, I don't know, uh, is a word pronounced the same, but with a different meaning. Uh, I think we should sort it all out so there's no confusion with wordplay, and let's be sure we don't engage in any homophony, or use oronyms if you prefer, since it means the same, and go into the deep end, or deep end. Talk about ice cream instead of I scream. The sky instead of this guy. And have fork candles instead of four candles. Or mention minute instead of my newt, who I might add is called Fred and often found as drunk as a lord. Sadly, there may be a little confusion across the pond, as not everything I say translates accurately into foreign languages, such as American, and I'm going to try and avoid some of the worst that's-what-she-said moments by not mentioning obvious ones, such as that sly Irish airline, cunning lingus, and the old TWA joke of serving TWA coffee or TWA tea. Uh, let us begin the journey across the sea of language with aircraft parts. And the game is to try and find the word before I get to it at the end of each definition. This one is easy. It means to beat, flutter, agitate, wave, wag, waggle, shake, swing or twitch. It can be confused with panicking, getting flustered, but the last thing we want for you to do is get into a... Flap. Neither do we want you to smoke something that is often used for recreational purposes and may be illegal in many places. And you shouldn't use it on a racehorse to inhibit or enhance performance either. Or you might be described as a fool, idiot, ass... Halfwit, nincompoop, blockhead, buffoon, dunce, dolt, ignoramus, cretin, imbecile, dullard, moron, simpleton, or clod. In the flying world, we want you to spread it on the cloth covering of an old aircraft to tighten up the material, because it's... Dope, you dope. Now, this is a word for apparatus, paraphernalia, impedimenta, and it drives our cars along. 
You could wear it for a particular activity, and it's a way of transferring power from one shaft to another. It also has a strange connection to the previous word in that people with bad habits might ask dubious salesmen on street corners if they have any, but in the flying world it's one of the many things you don't forget, or there will be a loud scraping noise as you meet the next word. The next word is where a model struts their stuff while showing off the latest creations, darling. But it can also be a canal, gully, duct, ditch, course, channel, aqueduct, or fluting, to name just a few. Ready for it? Why, it's a... Runway, darling. And the anti-penultimate one that has sadly bent many a piece of stage scenery, or pile, post, pole, Pier, buttress, stanchion, bolster, or truss, for you old gents, is a prop. And if you can roam back far enough, the item you forgot was the gear. The thing that pilots do just before they realize they have forgotten the gear is, of course, to create a sudden burst of light as they flash their pearly whites, and in the way of oronyms, they manoeuvre with talent, aptitude, capability, faculty, panache, verve, elan, finesse, poise, elegance, and sparkle as they... flare their flying machines and touch down with all those words and more. Now, this is an easy one, as it's something that many pilots have to deal with on a daily basis, and it's usually left behind the rod, pole, stake, stick, baton, shaft, shank, rail, counter or bar of your favourite hostelry for the barkeep. Of course, if you're cunning enough, like those Lingus pilots, you'll leave someone else to pick it up. It also refers to a sheet of instructions for the band's drummer or guitarist on how to belt out a melody, but rather worryingly, like an earlier alternative definition of dope and gear, it has questionable connections to the drug trade, particularly LSD. Any mad dog driver will of course be very familiar with it, as they get high on it all the time. Yes, really, it's a... Tab. And on the wonderful Mad Dog, it's moved by Captain Jeff or Captain Dana and all the others, I suppose, to create an aerodynamic force that in turn shifts the hoist, dumbwaiter, lift, granary, silo, or possibly... elevators and gets them higher than a hippie and a hot air balloon. Yes, like you, I'm getting a little concerned about these continual references to illegal substances, so let's move on. Our next alternative definition, at least in Britain, refers to rolling papers. You know, the stuff you wrap your joint in. Oops, <laughs> there we go again. Seriously, I had no idea. 
More commonly, it's the bit of our body that keeps all the messy stuff on the inside, but to keep our colonial cousins in the loop, it also refers to giving a buddy an informal hand slap that occurs when two people simultaneously raise one hand each about head high and push, slide or slap the flat of their palm against the flat palm of the other person. The gesture is often preceded verbally by a phrase like Give me some of the outer surface which covers much of my wings and fuselage and other bits of an aircraft. Skin. So how are we doing? You should have got the idea by now and scored around nine. Continuing on with the Mad Dog tab theme, of course, the thing that Captain Jeff hangs on to for dear life is actually a piece of equipage, tack, coupling, that's what she said, harness, garment, hitch, or in Ireland, can we please get away from the world of drugs, an ecstasy pill. Of course, it's also the middle of a chicken's egg. It's the... Yolk. Now, in the engine department, we have quite a few that's-what-she-said problems, such as a word that can be a court shoe or vamp, like a Mary Jane with an ankle strap instead of an instep strap, but it mainly forces, drives, pushes, inflates, transports, or injects. It's a... Pump. But that's not the worst, as the force that opposes drag also causes embarrassment, as it's there in the pumping department with all other synonyms such as ram, prod, poke, push, propel and shove, all of which point to one thing. Thrust. Now, the next engine-related fun we can have is gag, smother, strangle, stifle, and in archaic times referred to as a throat, gullet, or windpipe. Hence its use today in the choking, asphyxiating, or garroting department. It's the word that Captain Al hates when referring to thrust levers not connected to a carburetor. The... Throttle. Another lever in the same area brings to mind a melange, assemblage, combination, conglomeration, mishmash, hotchpotch, pistache, farrago, blend or brew. We like that last one. And is, of course, have you got it? The mixture. Finally, on the front is a thread maker or a type of bowler, the cricket variety, who might deliver a Chinaman, googly, flipper, or leg break. It might also be used by a fisherman, particularly for trout, and in addition, it hangs on the boss. That's a bit of an aircraft, you know, not the one in charge, and it's called a... Spinner! How about a few more things to do with someone who, in an idiomatic phrase, improvises and does something without proper preparation? Well done, they... 
Wing it. We have had flaps, but what about the thing on the back of some boy racer cars or a reveal that ruins the ending of your favourite TV drama? Well, that would be a... Spoiler! We have more. The slender curved bones that articulate in pairs to the spine and spare ones that are the basis of many a fine meal can also be furrows on a road and describe being teased by Captain Nick. Balloon pilots, please note. But more importantly, form long raised pieces of supporting structure in a wing. Yep, there. Ribs. In a similar vein to a rib, Dr. Steph has got to be loving this, what is a strong pole used as a mast or yard on a ship, or a mineral spring considered to have health-giving properties? In more modern parlance, it would be a health and fitness establishment, but we know it as the main longitudinal structure that travels the span of the wing and bestows upon it strength. The spa. Lastly in this section, how about that wonderful harmonic noise that occurs when three or more notes are played together? It might also be string, thread, tape, line, rope, cable, wire, or a measure of cut wood, usually about 128 cubic feet. We, as in us aviator types, know it to be the line stretching from the leading edge to the trailing edge of a wing parallel to the centre line and call it the... Cord. Of course, if you fly something big, you might have a tall tower-like structure used for carrying electricity cables high above the ground on your wings. It was originally the gateway to an Egyptian temple and comes from the Greek word for entrance. But we hang engines on them and they are called... Pylons. Good job. Before you land, it's traditional to do some clasping, grasping, gripping, clenching and clinging. Or you might be detained, imprisoned, kept in custody, confined, impounded, immured, interned or constrained. Indeed, you might be given an area of land that's held by lease, stocks, property and other financial assets in someone's possession. But knowing most air traffic controllers, the time you will be doing will be... Holding. After your release, it's time to take a new slant on things. A different perspective, point of view, outlook, proposal, submission, motion, appeal or plea. But as an aviator, it would be best to make an... Approach. After having a conversation, a chat, an exchange, a tete-a-tete -tete with someone in a citadel or structure high in proportion to its lateral dimensions, full of operators who rise above others in a... Tower. Your dastardly flying machine might eventually end up on a slope, a bank, gradient, tilt, 
acclivity or declivity, a change of voltage linearly with time, a ramp. Now don't ask me how our friends from over the ocean, which is also named after the third climatic stage of the post-glacial period in northern Europe between the boreal and subboreal stages, but was actually first used during the era of Herodotus in ancient Greek around 450 BC and derives its meaning from Sea of Atlas in Greek mythology. Sorry, I got diverted. <laughs> that was a joke, not an answer. Anyway, how does it get called a ramp when it's flat? Hmm. On this side of the aforementioned ocean, we tend to use the word for a protective garment, pinafore or smock, an apron. I fear that this competition is fast coming to an end, so let me add a difficult one. One to sort the true ab geeks from the amateurs. This one can cause fear among people without any reason. It's the bane of a golfer's life. An unidentified aircraft or can be plucked from the nostrils of a snotty boy. A bogey. Finally, thank heavens they all say. A pit or enclosure for fighting birds, a compartment in a sailing warship used as quarters for junior officers and for treatment of the wounded, or the pit of a theatre. The... Cockpit. Right, I make that 28, and I would expect you to have got at least 50% of them, or you shouldn't be listening to the APG. Less than that, and we ask you please to switch to Plain Talking UK, more than 20, and you're obviously devotees of the airplane geeks. And if you've got all 28, then you should be doing your own podcast and not wasting your time listening to me. Bye and thanks. If you enjoyed this little game, then please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Plane Tales is a featured segment of the Airline Pilot Guy show. Find us at airlinepilotguy.com.